All right. First of all, a big welcome back to Joe Cocker. His return to the program after uh, summer off, summer vacation for Joe Cocker. Happy to have he, him back. He deserved it. Oh, he earned it. Yeah, it's probably the MVP of the show. <laughs> Biggest name here. Uh, how we doing, man? We're back on uh, on in the podcast world, not just um, not just on YouTube. We're back here, kind of where it all started. It was a nice, nice summer respite, kind of uh, trying something new. I think we'll try that again at some point, but we're back uh, where we belong, getting ready for football season. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. I think maybe once a week, uh, we'll live watch for uh, right. the Thursday night football and Monday night football. Right now, I happen to have on Thursday night football, Jordan Love just threw a pick in the two-minute drill, so that will be heading to the half, 10-10 at Arrowhead. Okay. Uh, well, a little legal contact, so we'll see. Maybe a little Hail Mary attempt. Maybe they'll put Rodgers back in. You got any uh, money on this game? No, I was just, you know, Thursday night football, I was, like, trying to, like, muscle memory. I'm trying to get in the routine. The Met, Rockies had, like, a little rally going, but I knew, uh, yep, that ended. I missed it. That inning's over, so I didn't have much hope in that. So I went over to Thursday night football, flipping around. Yanks start in, like, 20 minutes, so uh, – you know, we're getting close. I, I hit kind of a wall this week. Um, I like all the stuff, you know, I like a lot of the stuff that summer brings, you know, mm-hmm. pool, pool's yep. nice. You know, you get a beach day in there and I'm not the biggest beach guy. Yeah. Margarita brewery. Um, although I don't need to see another brewery until next summer. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, you know, cold beer, maybe a, a pineapple high new, whatever you're into. Uh, but I was just, I'm ready to drink indoors. You know, I think it's just, we try to cram as much in as possible into the summer and just, it can't, you can't have some summer overdose because that will too much summer. The summer is like cramming for a final exam. Right. You just, you know, it's, you know, you don't have as much time, you know, it's a limited amount. That's it. We know that it's going to go away. So some years is different than others. You try and get too much in too early. And then by like mid August, you're done. You're toast. I've had that before. Nothing wrong with that. It's kind of burnt out from summer. I, I, I take, I take a walk every day from my office to my gym. Yep. And it's just, some people probably have this in the winter, mm-hmm. but I get like depressed, like that seven and a half minute walk when it's hot and you're wearing dress pants and you're wearing a collared shirt and it's just it drains you fucking sucks. It, drain, it absolutely drains you. Just leaving the house in the morning. I got to get my dog in the car for like daycare. I'm like fucking hot out and shit. It sucks. <laughs> it hasn't even been that bad for like two weeks. No, <laughs> we, we it was had actually the wor- pleasant today. It was pleasant. We had, we've had the worst of it, but yeah, no, I, I hear you. I think it's, summer, the, I think it's being at the, being at the finish line. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's also a little melancholy because you don't necessarily want, like the summers, you know, it's a little bit different, a little more laid back. Then then when the winter comes, you know, we have some good things coming our way, football, baseball playoffs, but then it's like the mad rush of the holidays. And then like that, it's all about cramming shit into a small amount of time. I mean, that's fucking, the, the holidays is the, like the, the, is the, is the sausage of the, of the year. And it's just everything packed into this little casing. Mm-hmm. So it's really, I mean, Maybe all that's the lesson here. So we just got to fucking slow down 12 months out of the year. 
I mean, it's really, let's just have one hamburger on the 4th of July and not try and do a hamburger every time the sun is shining. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to be the guy that fast forwards all the time, but no, nah, it's, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to skip days, but we'll, you know, so let's, let's try and make the most of the time we have left in the summer, ease our way into rather than, rather than rush as we were the, the whole rest of summer, ease our way into the fall. Is all is August fatigue? Is that a saying? It is now. The August all fatigue. Right. Yeah, August fatigue. I think we just named the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think we did. Good. I needed that. I needed that. I'm not all here. I'm not all here this week, man. I'm I just not gonna get into it. It's been one of those weeks at work just to fucking bang my head against the wall for four days so far. And it's not gonna end until hopefully before five o'clock tomorrow, but maybe not until five o'clock on the dot tomorrow. So the heat's not helping. I wouldn't know if I haven't fucking left my office. So, <laughs> oh man, the light is at the end of the tunnel, and I cannot wait to be fucking done with it. I have a beer. Th- By the way, who thought it was a genius idea to put the Rams and Bengals in a joint practice? What like, would happen? Like, oh, there was a brawl. Nice. <laughs> two teams that just played in the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald was like swinging helmets around. He was swinging bangle helmets around. Oh, man. So Jeez. maybe you want to, uh, I don't know, get your Bills plus minus money in right now, whatever the spread is. Maybe he could be heading for a suspension. I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. When they do, uh, the, when they do those split practices, they should make each other dress. They should have like players dress for each team. You ever do that in little league where like you, where the other team was like low a player and you had to give them a player or two, so you had like so, you had like a, somebody on your team playing on the other team, just because they didn't have nine. Probably, but I was never the fucking kid they traded. I was, no, I was never the kid, but it was so weird. <laughs> what a shitty happened. feeling. Nobody wanted to be that kid. Nah, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the joint practices are stupid. Yeah, I don't even know why they do them. You just compared it to something like similar in Little League. Like yeah. it's very, it's very, it's very Little League ish. Why do they do it? It's just to get contact, get people that aren't that you don't see. I, I guess I, I don't know the point of it. Like I know the Eagles and Dolphins were supposed to have one today, and it got canceled. Someone's sick, stomach bug or something. But they're also playing on Saturday, I guess. So it's I. Yeah, I don't know. I just get some reps in against different people, I guess. Uh, it just seems a little corny. How do they? Like, how do they not because not every and team does that. I wonder how they even decide. And not for nothing, a brawl always breaks out. The Panthers, <laughs> the Panthers and Patriots just got into it like three days ago. So it's like very common. Like these these guys just maybe, can't help themselves. Maybe it's maybe it's because they see their players like nipping at the bud. They're so maybe they're swinging at their own players. Like no, we're gonna get some other piece of shit in here to take it out on them. August fatigue. Yeah, yeah, they have a they're ready. Fatigue. They're ready to hit somebody for real. You know, so, you can't hit the can't hit the quarterback. You know, you know the guys like you're not going to hit the high priced guys on your team. Yeah. It's a bunch of you know linemen just you're lining up and it's line you're lining up against your own team. So you're going full speed, but it's like you know it's that's your guys out there. Yeah. You finally see someone with a different color jersey and you're just ready to fucking pounce. Yeah. Yeah, you must be you must be like a caged animal just when when it's comes down to it now because especially especially now when you have to hold back you know i'm sure 30 years ago people were not holding back as much probably not going full speed in in preseason but now i mean it's every you have to unless you unless you're fighting for a position you got to hold back a little bit 
And yes. once you get out there and like live action and other teams, you know, another uniform, another color jersey, like you said, it's just you got to be raring to go, just nipping at the bud, ready, ready to rip somebody's fucking head off. Especially when you lost that team in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, especially when you, yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> your, your bottle of ginger ale that shook up. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched Hard Knocks at all? A little. A little. I've not watched an entire episode, but I just popped in and said hi once in a while. Yeah, I do like the little pop in. I every year, I, I every year I like try to. Ah, I'm gonna get into it. Let me football. Yeah. I this may be an unpopular take. I just find it boring. Hard knocks. That's why I like to pop in. You know, I don't. I do like to catch some of it, but I don't. I don't commit to watching every episode. The so. only thing I find somewhat interesting is. When they show the uh, when they show the game footage when they're coaching on the sidelines and playing, that was good in the Detroit one, yeah, yeah. And I, I've watched like I think the first episode or second episode, one of the first games the Lions played. I watched a little yeah. bit of it. The stuff behind the scenes, like they know the cameras are on, so you know yeah. I'm sure Dan Campbell's really a maniac, yeah. But you know they know the cameras on, so they they know what they can and can't say. They know what they can and can't give away like play wise yeah who's so the, eh. who's the running best coach that deuce daily who was that yeah deuce daily yeah, the he, uh ex-eagle i think yeah, he, yeah. i think it was eagle yeah he's ye- yelling at uh johnson swift right i don't uh, know i i watched very little of it i can't well, get into hard like, knocks i just well, can't like do the, it well that's like the behind the behind the scenes like game day stuff you're talking about i just remember that deuce was getting into it with with one of the running backs well yeah, last year, like, I tried to uh, – I watched the first episode of the Cowboys, and then I just never went back to it. It's just – I the Dolphins were on it years ago, and yeah. I just – And you know what people like it, I think? It's like a little reality TV to it where they have, like, the cuts, so the coach has to call them into the room and cut them. I think people kind of yeah. like it. It's like a little bit of Survivor slash America's Got Talent, whatever, that kind of shit, so. Well, it's, it's, rea- people- yeah, it's reality TV, but I think a big part of it is uh, – a lot of people don't like baseball, so there's to 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 those people, there's no sports right now. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's February. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, but then they start going like, oh, like they showed the one I watched. It was one of the guys. His wife is an Olympic athlete, and they're showing like her training. Like he was timing her. I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to watch this guy <laughs> train his wife. That's running. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, some guy like in the pool with his kids or something. It's yeah. like, all right, that's nice. It seems I'll, like an intimate moment that I don't need to. Right. Need I need, yeah. I was actually pretty excited that uh, on Sunday night, I had to stay in a hotel because we had a water issue here at the house. Uh, the pump in our well was busted. So I had to like, we had to stay at a hotel for showers and stuff uh, for mm-hmm. one night. And uh, I was excited. I was like, oh, kids will fall asleep and I'll put on. HBO because HBO is always in these hotels. And I'm sure that'll be a, that's like that's like the perfect venue for Hard Knocks, you know? Yeah, like, oh yeah, and channels. So I'm like, perfect. Fucking place at Showtime, no HBO. <laughs> so nothing. No HBO or Showtime. You said no, they, all they have was Showtime. They didn't have HBO. Oh wow, show that's weird. Very weird. I mean, I I think Showtime has made progress, but HBO is still king. Yeah, yeah, it's not gotta have HBO. HBO. Yeah, but. Yeah, so I missed out because that because because Hard Knocks always kind of comes on during vacation or like it, it could be in the middle of vacation. So, and now they watch. do the uh, now they do the mid season one, which I didn't watch at, at all. Oh, the, Col- the Colts last year, 
Yeah, this year it's the Cardinals, I believe. Yeah, I don't. I want. I wanted. To, I kept reminding myself to watch, but you know what? I have so much time dedicated to football. I'm not going to watch reality TV show football on exactly. Wednesday. You have Sunday. You have Monday night football. Thursday night football. It's it, yeah. you're not going to dedicate an hour, at 10 p.m. on a Wednesday or two, whenever it's on. Yeah, too much. And plus, I don't even think it's on TV. I, it, I think it's streaming, right? Like you have to like put it on a thing, like an app. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I thought it was. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, the streaming. I, I don't think it's on HBO like regular. I'm not sure oh. it's on HBO at all. But anyway, yeah, people love it though. People love it. People love Hard Knocks. It's I think t- it's it's really. It's, I feel like it's a little too much of a commitment for very little payoff. That's I think that's the way to sum it up. Because there might be, you might get five minutes of good shit in a in a half hour show, plus Liev. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with Liev. Yeah, it's good that, narration. That that hooks you when you hear his voice, you're like, "Oh, this is great!" And then you're like, and on off days, he likes to you know go to the botanical garden. I'm like, ah, oh, well, yeah, just when he's na- he could be narrating like the sprinklers on the grass, you know? Yeah, like this guy's in the locker room just putting the stickers on the helmet, yeah. and he's narrating, and it's just like very. It's very calmness to that. Yeah. Wait, one, of the, one of the best. One of the best to ever do it. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's that. Um, I don't know. What, we got two weeks until our, fo- our football packed show. Yeah. Next week um, is a, next week takes us into Labor Day. And then the week after that is our Wednesday night recording for opening night football Thursday. We'll do our over Saunders and predictions. Yeah. Our bad. Yeah. It's going to be jam jam packed. Let's see who's going to run with the bills again. One more time. <laughs> give, them a, give them another shot. Yeah. So next week, Labor Day, we got to do like a, uh, I don't know if we got to try and go into Labor Day weekend with a bang. You know what? You know what I realized? Labor Day, one of the only holidays, no movies. Because it's a nondescript, nondescript oh. holiday. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant. Yeah. There's no. It's got to be something that takes place on Labor Day. It's probably got to be one of those like as good as it gets, or one of those like romantic comedies for older people. Yeah, it's it definitely gets, an older person. As good as it gets is better than a romantic movie for older people, but like a long. Well, it is though. Yeah. No, I know, but it's Jack. He's great. What's yeah. the other one that Jack was in where he's like dating like Diane Keaton's daughter or something like that? Oh, Amanda Pete, yeah. Keanu Reeves is the doctor. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I have it right? That, did I have that right? Is it? Uh, yeah. Is, it's is Diane, Diane Keaton. <laughs> he ends up going for her, though. Of course. Yeah, no, age appropriate. Um, doesn't Jack seem like, and doesn't seem like Jack at all. It's not called Jack and Diane. No, I know. I'm Googling <laughs> the movie. It's not a John Mellencamp song. Based on, <laughs> on the tune by John Cougar Mellencamp. Something's got to give. So uh, same, same thing. As yeah. good as it gets. It's I, bet, I bet they're away in a Labor Day weekend trip. In that, Could be. In that one. As good as it gets, he plays an OCD guy. He's OCD. He's a writer, yeah. He's got to lock the door 12 times. Greg Kinnear plays a gay person, which is uh, very, very outdated. 
But also, how dare you? How dare you, Greg? Oh, I was a little ahead of its time, no? Well, is he gay for real? No, but I just not just kind of ahead of its time. The embracing of uh, of uh, you know marginalized people. Oh, maybe I didn't think of it like that. Uh, they might they might see it differently. Tom he Hanks, plays a very exaggerated version. Yes, <laughs> he is flamboyant. Uh, He's got Tom a Hanks, dog, I think. Tom Hanks was gay in Philadelphia. Oh, I know, and he came out and said he wouldn't do that nowadays, which I was a little like I was a little upset that he said that. Yeah. It, well, we, I don't have to go over this again, but you know where I stand. Actors got to act. Otherwise, you're just yourself on screen. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's just the Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We don't, want, we, don't, we don't need any more of that. So. so uh-huh. All right. So no Labor Day movie. So like, we need like a summer movie to do. To, like, to write it? Like a write a summer, end of summer? Oh, August 15th. No, I mean, just, just to like talk about it. Oh. August August fatigue would work, but it only it takes place. Labor Day is always on, always in September. You can make it work. I think August fatigue lasts into Labor Day. It's the last hurrah of the summer, really. Yeah. Can Labor Day fall on September first? Probably. If it's the first, it's the first Monday of September, right? Got to so, be the first Monday, yeah. yeah so okay. so if, if Monday falls on the first, there you go. Yeah, I don't know what it'd be. It's probably a pretty shitty movie though. August fatigue. Yeah, I don't want to write a Labor Day movie. I don't think you could put fatigue in the title of a movie. It's like one of those buzzwords, whatever the opposite of a buzzword is. Yeah, Vaseline, vagina. Yeah. People don't like V, Vesuvio. Mm. That's, that's, that's actual conversation. Well, not actual. That's a conversation that Artie had with Charmaine <laughs> about how Vesuvio because it starts with a V. Brings up bad connotation like Vaseline and vagina. <laughs> People don't like the letter V. I could see that. Yeah, I could see the letter yeah. V being uncomfortable. Yep. Um, like fatigue. Like, oh, you already you go into a, a movie that says fatigue in the title, you're already kind of tired going into it. Right. It's t- it's telling you like don't get your hopes up. Maybe Just relax. Mm. Low expectations though, and then blow them away with something. Lull people to sleep and then yeah. you hit them with a banger. Yeah. Mm. You're not going to believe how good August Fatigue was. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it'd be great, but man, oh man. Never would have guessed. August Fatigue filled me with life. <laughs> yeah. That'll be like the New York uh, Daily News headline or whatever. <laughs> Do they even write? I don't even know if the Daily News does that. It'd be somewhere. Someone's going to write that. The, the Yahoo. Seeing, the seeing shit like with pumpkin spice make you a little less fatigued for August? Um, yeah, I mean, the pumpkin, the, the, yeah, you learn to live with it. <laughs> I mean, I it? like pumpkin shit, it's just people. I like pump, well, I like pumpkin pie. You know, I'd do it like a nice pumpkin candle, maybe, but you know, people Is, take it a little too far. I was gonna ask you what your favorite pumpkin related, I, I guess, food, but I guess pumpkin related pie, anything was. Uh, well, to pie, me, pie should be disqualified, pie, yeah, pie not included in it with pie. Um, illuminated and is so candles. Your next best, a pumpkin candle. It was the next thing that popped into my head. But jack o' lanterns, big jack o' lantern guy. Oh, pump! Yeah, like carving them up. Yeah, the actual. I'm not a big carver. No, no. I, I like the pumpkin, like on site. You like the seeds. Okay, all right. You like to enjoy the sights of a pumpkin. That's something I like seeing a pumpkin. To me, a pumpkin is aesthetically pleasing because oh. I like I like the fall. 
He pres- yeah, about like gourds. He celebrated. Nah, gourds a little too much. Gourds pushing it. <laughs> what, what's that family of uh, plant? What is? What are they? Like, the, like the is the squash in that family? Probably. Yeah, all those like these weird shaped, weird skinned things. Uh yeah, squash is like a similar inside to the pumpkin, only obviously a little more surface area. I'm not I sure. Don't know what, I don't know what family that would be. Squash gourd pumpkin family. It's like the orange. The orange family. <laughs> everything's got a everything's got an orange yellow tint to it. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it goes by color on this one. So okay, so for you it's candle. Had some squash flowers this weekend. Those were good. Squash flowers. How do you... a re- restaurant? Yeah, how <laughs> they how they prepare them? They fried them, stuffed them. Mm. Oh, like gorgonzola or something. Yeah, regret maybe. Nice. Yeah, yeah. squash flowers and that's that's always a special on the menu somewhere you go. I've had the uh, not the squash flowers. Where are the other flowers they do like that? Zucchini flowers? Maybe, yeah. I think I have the zucchini flowers. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so pumpkin. Um, yeah, so your candle jack-o'-lantern. Or candle I, pumpkin. This isn't, this isn't really pumpkin, pumpkin, but an October an October fest beer. That's really not pumpkin, though, because I don't like pumpkin beer, but I like October fests. Yeah. Two different, two different things, though. See, I, I got to confess, the seasonal beers have grown on me over over the years a little bit. Yeah, October. Yeah, Oktoberfest is. I guess it's it's a fucking month, so it is seasonal. <laughs> it's not. It's not flavored though. It's not like a flavored like a pumpkin beer and Oktoberfest are two different things. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. I don't. Yeah, I don't like the pumpkin beers either. But the Oktoberfest beers, I'll drink some of the Christmas ones, like not the crazy peppermint flavors, but some of the spiced ones. Nice. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've ever had those. I like, yeah, I like getting a six pack or 12 pack of those during the holidays. Those are nice. Um, it really goes to show you how much we drink because, you know, if, if, if we, ju- if we only drank bud, that would be a lot of bud. So it's just mixing it up just to yeah. kind of keep, it really keeps your appreciation of bud at all time high. Cause you're like, the next time you have a bud, you'll be looking forward to it. Now, like, oh, I guess I have another one of these. It's like, okay, you know, I had a couple weekends where I was drinking uh, Oktoberfest beer. I had a couple weekends where I went off and I was drinking, I don't know, Coronas or High Life's or whatever. Yep. Oh, we had company on Saturday. And uh, he tried his first time. His family's been here. My wife's family. First time he was here and he tried a Rolling Rock. He was sold. Drank all Rolling Rocks the rest of the day. (laughs) Sold on the Rolling Rocks. First time having a Rolling Rock. Yeah. Yeah, introduce him to the world. Show the kid the world, man. <laughs> Very proud of that. Don't. I mean, it's, hey, it's never too uh, it's never too late. That's what nah, I say. No, he's not. He's younger than I am, so it's not like he was. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, not like he was uh, fifty-five and trying it for the first time. I feel bad yeah. for a fifty-five-year-old trying it for the first time. Nah, it's it's yeah, it's a it's a crushable lager. Oh, yeah, do love the rocks. Lager. Do love the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. We got the draft tomorrow. Maybe that's what I'll bring. That was already my plan, to be honest with you. There it is. All right. Well, <laughs> good. 
two 12 packs of Rolling Rock would be at the draft tomorrow at least. There you go. And maybe listening. and maybe a third coming from upstate New York. Yeah, I mean, if I had to put my money on it. <laughs> Not the biggest bud guy. It's probably going to be rocks or highlights. <laughs> he was here a couple weeks ago and he brought uh, – this is the Greek friend of the program, occasional listener. Um, yeah. He rolled up with like a 12, a 12 of Rolling Rocks, a 12 mm-hmm. of High Life, a 12 of a twelve of uh, uh, whatever seltzers, and I think he brought. What kind of uh, what kind of seltzers does he does he uh, dabble? Well, in? He he wasn't drinking them. His wife was drinking them. Oh. And they were the blue can of the uh, what's what's the, what are the couple of the popular ones? White, Not, white claw truly are the two big ones. It was white white claw and a blue can eight eight percenters. Oh, I heard about those. Disgusting. Okay. Oh, they're horrible. Oh. Who the hell was telling me about those? Because I was like, yeah. I was like, I could drink a couple of the high noon flavors, but anything White Claw and Truly are disgusting. And they were like, did you hear they got the 8%? And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay, well, you, <laughs> you got to be desperate. All right. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the 8% is definitely the only appeal of that. Uh, I can't remember who was telling me about those. Actually, on the way back to the uh, – went to the Yankee game last Friday, mm-hmm. the, the walk to, the, uh, to this, the train on the way back, they were selling booze and waters out of coolers. So I think I grabbed one and one. I was fucked up. I don't remember what I grabbed. It may have been one of those seltzers, but I don't remember. It also could have been a bear. At that point, it was just like <laughs> – the train had left the station, not literally, <laughs> but figuratively I yeah. was gone. Um, I really could not tell you. I, I had a story and then I realized I didn't have it. I don't remember what I grabbed to drink. But it happened, though. I'm not even sure I grabbed the water. It may have just yeah. been a – I just remember seeing booze and, like, I, I never see them sell – I remember always sell waters. Mm-hmm. They always, always have waters. waters. I never see booze and I was like, oh, well, we got to grab one. <laughs> you know, I got to grab one. That's uh, maybe so. Maybe you just grabbed a drink out of somebody's cooler. Then it sounds like you just grabbed somebody's drink. I was tailgating after the game. <laughs> I'm not ruling that out either. But I, I think I think I purchased it legally or I- illegally. I guess <laughs> yeah, it's out of the cooler. You're breaking some law. Yeah, but hey, keep it up. It's one of the positives that's, I saw there. I mean, nice. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. I don't know. I, I don't know why they hadn't thought of that. And, Forever. I mean, it's brilliant. Couldn't tell you what I grabbed, but it was alcoholic. That must have been a miserable train ride home. Yeah, I was like awake. I was awake the whole time. I didn't even like doze oh. off or anything. Ugh. I did my best. Uh, I did my best during the game. I, I took like 10 milligrams when I got off the train. <laughs> and then I smuggled another 10 into the stadium. And then after the second inning, I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> I was like, we're getting, we're getting nuts. How much did you drink before? How much did you drink on top or below that? I guess a good amount. I've, so I've been trying, I've been trying not to drink as much beer. So I was drinking um, a few of the high noons with vodka on the train. Oh uh, yeah, you're asking for trouble. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, once I got inside, it was fifteen dollar Bud Lights. <laughs> so I had one of those. Uh, or, is nah. it a four? <laughs> or four of those? 
Nah, I don't know. I, it was it was at least a few of those. At one point, I went and got a draft of something. It was, I think, Stella. <laughs> I remember seeing Bud Light, Stella, and Michelob as draft options. That's such. I don't know which one I got. It's such like it seems like a great idea when you're going to a stadium. Like oh, a pregame, I don't need to drink that much when I go in. Like I'll be good to go. And you get in there and you're cocked. You're like, I need a beer. And then you just keep, and you just keep going back like it's you're getting it, you're getting two hits. If you if you went in there sober, you would spend six times less on beer than yeah. if you went in there drunk. You'd be like, I'm just going easy. Like you're going sober. Like yeah. I'll just milk. I'll milk a couple Bud Lights. Yeah. I'll spend thirty bucks on two beers. Yeah. I'll get a little, slight little buzz on yeah. on that much beer, but you know you'd be fine. Oh, oh yeah, hot dog and a couple beers. That's it. You yeah. go in drunk and. Forget it. It's just yeah. like I gotta keep. You gotta keep the engine running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, it's such a bad plan. It seems. It is. It seems foolproof. Foolproof. Proof. Talking foolproof. about it right now, it seems yeah. foolproof. Like get yeah. drunk before it, and then just Listen. take the foot off the gas. But it doesn't work that way. We've had twenty years of practice. Maybe this time we'll get it right. Next time, next time we'll get it. It's this time. Well, I think part of it is all those years in the bleachers too, not being able to drink. That's a good point. Yeah, didn't think about that. Not That's like a, a bull in a china shop, you know. Yeah, yeah. You let you let the creatures out of the bleachers. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> or it's like it's it's like putting us. I into... wish they would close. I wish they would close us off from the booze. Yeah, I yeah. would just go. Instead, I would just go in in like the fourth inning. It would really be great to be. It would just be great to be part of. Uh, of that, of that group again, and and away from these people. You're right. Closed off was nice. It was nice. Yeah. It like it, it almost. Um, you lived in a little bit of bubble, and it sheltered you from like the, some shit bags. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, that's <laughs> the worst part about it, is all these tourists coming to the bleachers now. Yeah, like, people people might be turned off by sitting in the bleachers in the past because it was cut off from everything. You couldn't drink in there, you know. There's, there's no alcohol, and there'd be like a peanut guy and a hot dog guy and a natural guy, and that was it. Now you get every schmuck from fucking Kansas coming in there, sitting in the bleachers for a seven dollar seat, just because it gives access to the whole stadium. Yeah, plus it's, plus I liked being closed off because it was like everything was yours out there, like that was. It was your spot. It was your space. Bathrooms were always like you were in and out of the bathrooms. Yep. Lines weren't were never bad in the bleachers because it was just VIP for scumbags, man. It was. Yeah. It was. It really was. The good old days. Absolutely good old days. I can't even remember like in the nineties, because I don't think I, I don't think I, I don't remember the first time I sat out there. It might have been like early two thousands, mm-hmm. but like but when they were able to sell beer out there in you know nineteen ninety five, you weren't closed off from the rest of the stadium then, were you? I have no idea. I didn't see the bleachers until the same time that you did. Probably. Yeah, two thousands. Yeah, I just wonder if they like had to make changes to allow. Uh, like because, not to be able to roam, roam well, because it was great though. It was great. Yeah, I think that was the best setup we could possibly ask for. It was yeah. right. It was just right field, right? Left field wasn't blocked off, was it? it was just no, right yeah, field. they both were. No, they, they both, both were. were. All right, that's fine too. Plenty of concessions. I won't even get into like the sh- cluster fuck that 
is like the concessions and it's just uh, like it's just too many people man there's just too many people it's it is it's been, i haven't been fucking three years but like it is just miserable you wait you go for popcorn you're waiting in line for like an inning and a half i did that too and so um the only reason i didn't mind is because i was drinking and because like we were getting too hit so i'm just like yeah. i'll go in line for a half hour <laughs> so i'm not gonna watch, miss anything yeah <laughs> watch on tv up there yeah i'm not missing whatever Almost makes me just like I mean, I'll never get up there again. I've been there. I've been there once. But also, it makes me really wish we had like like a like a like a suite, like a suite. I could I could get into a suite at a place like that because then there's no lines. It's not no schmucks. Like it's well, that's what we did. We got booze. tickets where we can go into the center field. Oh right, yeah. You have the yeah. It was it was okay. There was a lot of people in there, kind of. But I mean, obviously the lines weren't that bad. So yeah. we enjoyed like. Actually, I had, a, I had a vodka soda in there. That was that was really pouring gasoline. <laughs> well, the, 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 my wife and her friend got one, and I made it easy on the bartender. That was and then, nice then after that, I switched to Bud Lights. Yeah, 20, 40, 60 bucks. Yeah, that was I mean, really easy. That's what, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what it was. Ugh. $3 tip. Yeah. Um, it was cool. Like, we went in there, actually, in like the third inning, for an inning, and we sat down at 8, and like I was right. What's like the food? It's like? dead center. It's not as good. I think we got like a burger or something. It's not as good as uh as like the other concessions that you gotta wait in line for, but it's, it's am, right. I, am I wrong? I don't know. I guess I haven't done the whole cuisine in the New Yankee Stadium, but like ballpark food is a thing now. I don't I feel like there's nothing great about any of the Yankee Stadium ballpark food. Garlic fries, I would say, is the only thing. Oh, okay. Stadium right. garlic fries are good. Um I mean, the hot dog is a hot dog. I, I love a stadium hot dog. I fucking want. That's what I want is a hot dog at a ball game. Cracker right. Jacks, peanuts, popcorn. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. You have to Maybe ask someone fingers. who's – I had some fingers. The fingers are good. The fingers nachos, mixed in with the garlic fries. Nachos, too. That's really – I mean, nachos – Nachos I retired from, though. Nachos I retired. Well, and the, the bleach. Na- the nachos grand were the, you know, the tits. You That's, beat that. Well, I retired from that because – you talk about not being able to drink that worked against you. Like you would need a beer after you had the nachos. Ground. Yes. Yes. It would just sit. It would just, it would ruin games for me sometimes. All right. So we're back on Spotify. Well, I guess wherever you hear your podcast, but we're recording on zoom. So zoom has like this rule of 40 minutes and you're done. So we're going to do like shows and segments now trying to figure out how to deal with this shit. Um, that was a great segment we just did. That was a good one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Very nice. Uh, just I got a little gimmicky thing. I'm going to give a shot tonight. Maybe it sucks. Maybe we never do it again. But uh, I'm calling it the two minute drill. It's where uh, one of us comes in with an idea for two minute drill. And we kind of not hammer the other person, but we throw a topic out. It could be questions, like I'm going to give in a second. It could be trivia, whatever you want to do for the two minutes. It's got to be like, it's got to be kind of rapid fire. Um, so we're a little more than two minutes here. So I'm gonna we're gonna start now. And my two minute drill. Okay, so how I have it here is asking a themed set of questions for rapid response. All right. Okay. I have one question. This is gonna span generations of baseball. Our is, this a, is this a is this a rapid answer too, or do I have to give a long-winded answer? No, we could we could we could kind of volley back and forth once you go. It's okay. Not, the the rules end as soon as we start going. Okay. We'll figure it out as we go. Um, all right. So I want to talk 
generation when we were growing up versus now baseball players. Yep. Who were the hardest hitters of that era versus this era? Like, like we could go back. Like I've always heard like Lou Gehrig hit the screws off the ball was like the line, like premier line drive hitter of that era. That's going back yeah. to the 1920s. I have no idea. 20s to the 80s. I have no idea. Who do you remember growing up hardest hitters? Mark Witten. Well, that's hard hitting Mark Witten. Yeah. <laughs> Nickname built for it. All right. Um, Sheffield. Yeah. Sheffield hit some lasers. Hard hitting guys. I always thought Fred McGriff was pretty. What's up? Fred McGriff was a pretty. He, I feel like he would rope it pretty good. He had a pretty pretty swing, but it was violent. Yeah, all right, Fred McGriff. Um, trying to think of like a little bit of like nondescript guys, like good guys, but not like obvious, like Barry Bonds or. Yeah, Bonds was like majestic though. Bonds would hit yeah. it hard, but it would it would go far, but it was just it was something different when he hit it. Right, right, right. Who? Did Mark Witten hit a four home run game? Yeah, yeah, he did. All right, maybe maybe it's him. I'm thinking. Of. Well, the reason Mark Witten always comes to mind too is because he hit one of the most violent home runs I've ever seen off Pettit in oh. the playoffs. Glenn Allen Hill. Ooh, cool. Glenn Allen Hill yeah. had some exit velo, probably. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Allen uh, Hill would make Mark uh, Michael K. nut himself with that exit. Yeah. Velo. Oh yeah. How about maybe. now? How about now? Like who? I got. Uh, that's well, what I'm I mean, thinking because I can't think. I don't know who. I mean, Stanton. Stanton's the obvious one. The kid for the Pirates just hit like the hardest ball ever oh, Neil, recorded. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, yep. Um, who else nowadays for exit? Do you think Vlad was an exit velo guy? Uh, He's probably one. The Vlad Junior is probably one. Vlad was. Well, that was such a weird hitter where because he hit everything, so not everything was on the screws. Because so you'd hit it if it was at his eyes, he hit it at his shoelaces, he hit it in the other batter's box. That, that's probably he probably hit it harder from more places, but not harder than anybody else. Like he would probably hit the ball harder out of the other batter's box than ICAP has ever hit a ball square down the middle, right? So, so Vlad Jr. is probably more of an exit velo guy, he yeah. punishes some balls, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He, he's been doing it since he – I remember him talking about him hitting the ball hard since he was in the minor leagues. Vlad, yeah. Yeah. I like to romanticize the hard the, – like the, the line drive guy. I mean, those these guys are all home run hitters, but the guys who like just like hit the shit out of the ball. Like the ball judge it the other night um, off of Walker. Yeah. That was like – that was one of those ones where he swings just like, yep, see ya. He's no. Oh, yeah, just no doubt about it. That's yeah. that was on that that was the that was the definition of on the screws. Yep. All right. Well, you got any last second thoughts? Because we're uh under a minute here. So anything we want to add before we call quits on the first and maybe only ever two minute drill. Kyle Schwarber, is he hit the ball hard? I feel like he hits the ball pretty hard. I'm gonna say he's more of like a well, I know Jordan does. Like he's like the obvious one. No, yeah, Jordan's good. Jordan's better than Schwarber. Jordan's yeah, better. probably. I feel like Schwarber's more of a lift guy. There's get- All right, welcome back. That was part one. Here's part two. Maybe the last time you ever hear our two minute drill. 
We'll see if it comes back or not. Um, good segue into baseball, or just a segue, maybe not a good segue, but a segue. Mm-hmm. Baseball. The last time we were here, before we went, before we got two hit on a Friday night, um, <laughs> it was it was really it was maybe the low point of the season going in, you know, in, in that Toronto series. They salvaged the last game. Benintendi comes to life. Take two from the Mets. And the town is riding high on the Yanks again. Yanks World Series bound once again. Um, if you listen to uh, the radio call-in shows and whatnot. Um, but we will see as uh, they get going on the West Coast. Um, how, uh, how, how, how were you after the three games, the three-game win streak? How are you feeling? Uh, better than I did before those three games. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I mean, they've kind of, uh, you know, they, they showed you a little something. I think the problems are still there though. I, I, you know, I mean, if you had told me, I mean, when they lost Saturday and then it looked like they were going to face Manoa, uh, Manoa Scherzer and then DeGrom who ended up getting pushed back. Ooh, tough take there. Manoa, Scherzer, DeGrom. I mean, I was like, I don't know. Are they going to win one of those? Like, get me one win. Like, go one yeah. and two. So, I mean, they exceeded my expectations in that sense. But uh, I don't know. There's, there's always something. There's always something that, that just rubs me the wrong way. Like, do, do you think Nestor's hurt? Was, well, yeah, groin. But that's, that's what they say. But uh, you Do you think believe that, though? I'm, you think I'm, it's just I rest? Buy that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just rest. I don't buy it at all. Yeah, there was no signs. There's no inkling uh, that it might happen. A little two-run single from IKF there yeah. after he got a little bit of a gift from the umpire pitch before, but that's okay. We take those. We don't give yeah. them back. Yeah, uh, A's wouldn't give them back. No. Uh, I know it's nice to, like, beat Caprillion just to try and salvage that Sunny Gray trade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. We had high hopes for Caprillion at one point, and uh, and that's that. Um, I, this is actually an interesting question because what IKF just did. So, like your model lineup for October game yep. one. I'm not even going to play the who lefty righty game or whatever. Yep. So I have a very love hate with IKF, and it's not really hate because I, I I like him more than I dislike him. You have trouble trusting him. See, I like him. See, in that situation we just saw, I like him. Because I trust that he's not going to strike out. And there's not a lot of guys I could say that with runner on third, less than two outs. Oh, well, maybe Ben. You might be able to say about Ben Intendi. Well, Ben (laughs) Intendi's been hot. He puts the bat on the ball. Yeah. Trevino got a bad read there, I guess. Um, But, like, even a guy like Judge is more prone to strike out here. Base is loaded. It's just – I like having a guy who puts the bat in the ball. But, like, with that said, I just – I don't like him at shortstop. Yep. I just don't like him at short. Uh, but in a big game, you you pencil him in there, no problem. That in ninth. I love that they moved him to ninth, too. I've been saying this for I don't know how long. That he's, mm-hmm. he's our nine hitter. Yep. You you put him in there at shortstop, bat in ninth in a big game. I mean – I think he. I think his skill set does play towards the bench too. He leads the. He leads the team in stolen bases. Um, you know, he's one of those guys who, 
you could – I mean, I don't know who you're going to pinch hit for him, but you could pinch run with him. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could pinch hit with him, like, you know, in that type of situation where you need someone to put the bat in the ball or you need someone to lay down a bunt. He could do that. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it really depends on what you're going for. I mean, if you want offense at that nine hole, you put him in there and you take the issues you get at shortstop. It's really it. Yeah. I think you have to kind of live with the strengths at that point. You can't harp on the weakness. You're not going to get the perfect player at that position. Uh, you have to take what you can get, and that's what you have. You have a guy who is trustworthy at the dish and a big spot like that, but who's prone to making an error. Oh, that was a fucking hanger. Oof. Um, so, because you know that play the other night um, against the Mets, the uh, the one where Alonzo tripped coming around or slipped coming around third. Labor cut it off, then tried, then tried to chase back the runner at second. Yeah, that's also an IKF because he was there. He should have been covering the bag. He should. Have been, I know the guy was. I know he thought he was going second to third, but he's got to be on the bag. I mean, he's not doing anything. At least he's got to be even with the bag. Maybe he's drifting towards like the backup for Glaber, but to not be at the to to not be at the bag, it's that's a, that's a that's a bonehead move on his part. Because you got to cover stuff. I mean, I, he's got to back up too, but you got to be heads up where you got to be kind of hovering. You got to assume he's going to catch you. You're the big leagues. You can't be like he was three feet behind Glaber to back him up. Yeah, he he, he uh, he's not. Yeah, he's at fault there a little bit. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that he might if he's you know further back he might not be there in time anyway, but he's not helping the situation. All right, so IKF at shortstop in a big and, game. At least, at least he can. I don't know. Maybe at that point he's not the, the catcher. I guess is the leader of the infield when the when the infielders are looking out. So there's really not much you can do. But like vocally, not much you could have done to change that play. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I didn't like that he was there. Hey, welcome back, Stan. Yeah, I mean, Caprillion. How many curveballs does the guy have to hang before we hit? Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Um. Four nothing. Uh, so you turn Cabrera Oswaldo into like super utility guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you just use him where you need him. Um, no, I mean like like on the bench, super utility, pinch runner, pinch uh, outfielder placement. I get yeah. Because I, I would put, I would put him in for shortstop for IKF late in the game. But that's just me. Right, because then you okay. I guess then late, then late in the game you're looking at if you need offense or you need defense. Either way, you're flipping that position. There's a chance you're, you're going to flip that position at the end of the game. I mean, and then there's the elephant in the room. Like, I don't know if Bader's playing or not. Like, if Bader's not in set, starting in center field, then you could make uh, you could make Oswaldo your right, right fielder. Right there, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a nice. It's amazing how he's come up and he's hit like 120, and we're, we're all like, "Bye, bye, Aaron Hicks. See you later, Aaron. You're done." And Marlon <laughs> Gonzalez too. I don't think because oh, he's a he's a much better version of Marlon Gonzalez. Mar- Marlon has not had a hit since July 4th. Still, yeah. Man. So, yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're done with him. Who got who got who got sent down for Stan? I think Nestor got put on the IL. Right. Oh, that's what it was. Oh. Jesus, that's clearly true. a phantom IL. Clearly, that's another. That's another cop out there. Yes. Why do you hang on to Marlon Gonzalez for? Like, why are we chasing the Marlon Gonzalez ghost? Why do we think we're getting anything out of that guy? 
how many guys do they let you expand the roster to in uh, in September? Is it like thirty now? Yeah, it's less now, but it's not. Yeah. Mm. Still though, I don't want to think. I don't even deal with these guys. I don't want their stink on the team. <laughs> yeah. So, so now this is going to be the question because <clears throat> Benintendi is obviously playing Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, DJ. Mm-hmm. Trevino behind the plate, mm-hmm. either Bader or Oswaldo in the outfield. Mm-hmm. So that means Glaber or Donaldson sits in a big game. One of them sits, and DJ plays the other position. Either Glaber plays second, DJ plays third, or Donaldson plays third, DJ plays second. I'd ra- I'd rather have Glaber at second than Donaldson at third, defensively. What about? Offensively, what? All right, so you, you would you pick right now Glaber over Donaldson in the lineup? Begrudgingly, I don't know, man. I just Glaber is just yeah, but Donaldson is toast. I know, <laughs> yeah, and it's not an easy decision. Did you see? Here's here's what sold me. Here's what sells me. He's like that double play they turned the other night when uh, Montas was in trouble. And yes, yeah, and, he, and I kept. Is I can't flip it with the glove, right? Flipped yeah, under and it to, bare hand by to, Glaber. To Glaber and Glaber's. I mean, the, his throw was perfect, uh, and then you know we don't get that double play without that throw. Um, so you maybe you lose a little something with DJ at second. He's not quite DJ's maybe well, a little more DJ, sure-handed, but he's not as you know not as uh, uh, gifted. Uh, no, this is purely. A plus side versus Donaldson at third. I don't think Donaldson makes that big of a difference at third. Like, okay. I think I think Donaldson versus um, DJ is a wash at at best for Donaldson. Okay, okay so I, Donaldson's the odd man out for you. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with the Donaldson. Like, again, he's got a stink to him. I don't want to near this team. And Glaber has a little stink to him too. But. Oh, Glaber stinks. But uh, he, he's driving me nuts. Yeah, he swings from his fucking ankles all the time. It's getting to be the point where I wish he would just dial it back a bit and just hit the right field, hit line drives to right field, labor. Stop trying to play everything into the fucking seats. Is there a chance with Stanton back now and he moves down a little bit that like he? A little, there's a little chance. Yeah, because like, in my mind, Glaber thinks like in my mind, Glaber. Like, I don't want to like pick on him, but I'm gonna. Like he sees, like all right, stands out on bat and clean up. I gotta go out there, yeah, and hit bombs. It's like, nah, man, this ain't 2019. There's no more juice ball. Yeah, just hit the ball to right field. I I agree. With it definitely gets in his head. Definitely, just like the shortstop thing got in his head. So does where oh. he bats in the lineup. So yeah, I I think I think, and plus, you know, during the slump, I think everybody's pressing a little bit too. It takes a special player to kind of separate yourself from. The stuff that's going around, that's the stuff that's going on around you. Like I know we're slumping. We're not going to get us just one hit. It starts with yeah. you know, it starts with one something small, and then it builds. Well, ju- I mean, even Judge is pressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, it was just it, it was a bad time. And, but Glaber's struggles went back before. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But but I think that's part of it. I think all the injuries, him being in a in, in a in a in a role like that, where he, you know. He is looked at as the RBI as the RBI guy traditionally, and the four yeah. hole and stuff like that. Now you get a guy like standing back in the lineup, Rizzo's you know back healthy, not hitting yet, but still healthy. 
Judge maybe get going. Ben Tenney's getting going. Takes a lot of pressure off a of a guy, of a, guy a guy like Glaber who who is not a thirty eight home run guy <laughs> and who who needs to dial it back a little bit to be effective. He's got to dial it back a lot. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but like he's gone after this year. I think he's toast. Uh, it's just too much like start and stop with him. It's like, what are you, it's, what are you going to get out of this kid? We don't know. It, it's just, he's just so inconsistent. And again, the, the, the whole thing in his head, he, I don't think he quite knows what he is. He doesn't quite know what sort of players he's supposed to be. Um, it's very uh, frustrating just watching the guy go out there and try and find himself here after four years, whatever it is. It's uh he came up in 18 very early. So this is yeah. basically year five. Five years, yeah. So, I mean, you know the expression lipstick on a pig, obviously. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's he's basically Gary Sanchez with lipstick. He's, he's a little better version of Gary Sanchez. He's a little bit of a head case. He, pow, he pouts like when things don't go right. You can, you can just tell like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not, not, as bad as, not as bad as Gary was. But not he, as bad as Gary, yeah. but you could tell after he fucked up the other night with the McNeil double yeah. and Alonzo scoring, like he yeah. had the dare in the headlights look like, oh, shoulders, The shoulders go down, yeah. And then he almost got thrown out stealing second, and then he stole third, like which was mm-hmm. a great play, but it's almost like he went out and he was trying to do too much now. There's two like, outs, oh, though. I mean, and there's two strikes on Donaldson. I don't think it was that great of a play stealing there. To be honest, it with wasn't. You. It wasn't. And he was the only reason he was safe stealing second was because he he had a nice slide in the in the tag. Yeah. So well, that wasn't a steal. That was the ball got away from uh, Thomas Nito. Oh, the ball okay. got away from him, and that was okay. just a great. It was a great throw by Nito that Glaber combated with a great slide. Okay, that's right. Let's, let's see Gary Sanchez do that. I'm not going to hold my <laughs> breath for that you, one. You put, me in position, you put me in position where I had to defend Claver Torres. <laughs> Comparing him with Gary Sanchez. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, I see what you mean. It's, uh, yeah, Debbie gets in his head and he's got similar struggles for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you put – I don't have anything to do with Donaldson, though. I don't. All right, so Donaldson on the bench. Um... I'm not looking for anything big out of Glaber from the bat. Right. If he if he keeps going at this pace, take my chances with Donaldson. He's a little more professional, better. Not any better, but. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Donaldson's gotten a few big hits. He had the grand slam. He had the walk off on opening day. He's had a few moments that make you think he can hit good pitching. But I also. I don't know. I like I've never I haven't seen Josh Donaldson play enough in his career to make me trust him. So Same. you so you don't have a decision then Donaldson versus Glaber at this point. I'm very I'm you talked me into a little bit because of Glaber's defense. There's it's really more... gonna be whoever's hotter, I think. I think that's what's yeah. gonna come down to. Like it's kind of not kind of a moot point right now to to talk about, but yeah, it's like it's, I'm just like putting the pros and cons. I think he's got maybe one or two more pros for Glaber. Maybe, maybe. Two. I, mean, I guess there's a scenario where they could play all three of them, but I don't know. That would mean Stanton has to play the outfield, which I don't know if they're going to do. Maybe in Yankee Stadium they have Stanton play right, but. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Stanton's a, a good fielder when he's out there, but he's also got to be out there and get reps. He can't just, you can't just put him out there. 
he'll be trash. If you put him out there, just DH is all September, and game one he's playing the outfield. It's not a good, not a good situation. Yeah, which is something I could see them doing. I can see, I could totally see them putting him in that position, just because well, yeah. they, they don't but think they're right. doing it with like they're doing it with two fifths of the rotation. Team, yeah. Severino. <laughs> Just come back in September for a tune-up. Nestor, you take two, three weeks off. We'll bring it back. I heard somebody say today or yesterday in some call-in show, like, oh, and then they'll get Britain back. Can he give you something? I'm like, well, we're counting on Zach Britton for fucking playoffs. Anything like, Britain does is a bonus. Yeah, I think to his doctor. if he It's a bonus to his doctor because he'll be back seeing him in a week. And I think they – oh, I think they also brought up uh, the AAA closer. Who's that? I don't know his name. I forget, but he's supposed to be pretty nice. All right. I'll see him tonight. So that could be something. And also, what I would do with the lineup, I don't expect this to happen. It sounds like a demotion, but I would put DJ five, I think. I don't know why they flipped Stanton and Rizzo. I don't really like that, even though it obviously works tonight. But I would go Benny, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, DJ, one yeah. to five. Yeah. As much as I like DJ lower in the order, I think with Ben Tenney there, you can afford to put him five. And he is. He's protection. He's he's, he's a professional hitter, good RBI guy in that spot. I He'd be a perfect five hitter. Good five and, hitter. And Boone, Boone has said that he likes DJ down the lineup a little bit like that. Yeah. I mean, he I like him a lot as leadoff hitter, as the leadoff hitter. But now yeah. that we have like Ben Tenney, you could yeah. afford to move him down a little bit. Yeah. Put him in an RBI spot. Mm-hmm. Put IKF nine, and then six, seven, eight is you know you figure it out. What do you make of? I don't even want to say Gallo's success. What do you make of Montgomery's success? Is that just switching leagues? It's a. It's. I think it's a combination of things. It, there's people are going to make it a black and white issue, right? They're going to say yeah. he's only pitching against bad teams. You know, right? Which is true. I think part of it is he pitched against the Cubs, the yeah. Rockies, and there was another bad team in there. Right. So Yankees fans will say he's pitching against bad teams. That's why. Like right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think there, you know, the kid um, John Boy posted something. He's into like different sort of statistics. Like, oh, he's using his four seamer. He posted like a whole chart that I didn't really click on but he's throwing more four seamers or something like that i'm not even going to pretend to like know what exactly how he's pitching differently but i do think like you know they i'm sure the pitching coach or the uh i'm, I'm sure they've like worked on stuff and they've changed stuff around like he's, he's pitching a little bit di- i mean why wouldn't he be he's going to a different organization he's working with different people i'm sure they're gonna look at like hey Let's, you know, I watched film on what you did a couple weeks ago against the Mets when you got lit up. Hey, you mm-hmm. were doing this. So we got to work on this. So mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure they're like tinkering on stuff, but I think it's just, um, it, it's just, it's just gray area. Like he's, he's done it against bad teams, but you also can't discredit that yeah, completely no, no. what he's yeah. done. Little new team smell. Yeah. Changes scenery. That matters. Yeah. Yep. That matters. I mean, I yeah, I, I still don't understand, especially when you like, all right, Severino, we're resting. We're putting him on the 68-day IL. Nestor with this, like, they, they clearly had a plan to rest Nestor. Yeah. So it's like, 
Yeah, I don't know why they just felt like Montgomery was expendable. Jameson Tyon stinks. We'll see if he can get through five innings against the fucking A's. You know, I, I don't know. They just uh, – maybe there was more to it. I, I, don't, I don't know. Harrison Bader better be Willie Mays. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, imagine if Harrison Bader makes an error at any point in center field. <laughs> <laughs> like, Spring training this year, boots on. It's going to get crushed. Yeah. I always thought Harrison Bader was like a meathead kind of guy, like juiced kind of guy. Oh, I looked at him as the opposite. Like, I thought of him as like, like yeah, guy? bro. Like, I oh. thought he was like a Cali bro. Apparently, he's from New York, though. Oh, all right. He had the long hair, long blonde hair. Does he got big shoulders, though? Uh, I don't know. I thought he was a kind of skinny guy. Oh, okay. He's like Punch and Judy, isn't he? I don't know. Just because he has big shoulders doesn't mean he's a big-time hitter. I hear fourth outfielder, I think, like, scrawny. Yeah. I mean, he's not hitting bombs if he's a fourth outfielder. No. What are Harrison Bader's career stats? Uh, I mean, 260 career hitter. I'm probably being generous. 260? All right. 260 is being generous. I want to take – should I be positive and take the over there? Or should I say, like, that's probably a couple points lower? I mean, what's his, like, home run – what's his best home run season? There's no way he hit more than, like, 15. Harrison Bader, let's go. Baseball reference. He's got a war of 1.2 hit. How dare, how dare you? Couldn't tell you oh, if that's good or bad. A career war of 11.8. All right. Is war like an accumulative stat? Yeah, I think it can, Yeah, it goes up over time. It's like inflation. The war just keeps going up. Harrison, ba- Harrison Bader has been in the majors on and off since 2017. Okay. Um, yeah, I would have guessed that. I would have guessed around then, five, six years. Okay, so he is 20, what, 26, 27 years old? He only has three seasons over 100 games in, nope, two seasons in the major leagues over 100 games. Wait, what I want to say? One. That is three. Okay, three. Yeah, 2021 was another one. Okay, so three seasons over 100 games 138, okay. 128, 103. Um, his career batting average. You said two sixty. Yeah, his career batting average is two forty six. I was a little, I was trying to be optimistic. You know, that's what you get. You get burned sometimes. His all right. God. His uh, most at bats four hundred and twenty seven. No, his most at bats is. What are his like, – give me his stat lines for the years that he played over 100 games. Okay. Or at least he had a considerable amount of at-bats. I can pull this up here. On the phone, is fucking ridiculous. Um, Ooh, I almost hit the bag. I, you know what I don't like that IKF does? That double pump, that, part, that pump fake. Not <laughs> pump fake, but you know, he taps the glove. Yeah, yeah. He did it the other day. Was it Sunday's game? That we ended up winning in the middle of that rally, it was like an infield single, mm-hmm. and he went to his he went to his right, and like it was a fast guy running, and he needed to just kind of grip it and rip it, and he pumped mm-hmm. his 
tapped, tapped his glove and I was like, oh, that drove me nuts. You can't be doing that, IKF. Come on. All right. So Harrison Bader played 138 games in 2018. All right. That's the most games he's ever played in a season. That was four years ago. All right. Uh, 12 home runs, 15 stolen bases, batted 264. 12 home runs, 15 stolen bases. Okay. He played 128 games in 2019, year before the pandemic. Uh, Twelve home runs, eleven steals. What? This makes his trade. We never looked at this guy's stats until now. Um, twenty twenty, he played all fifty games. All right. Well, no, there's sixty games that season. But he played fifty games in twenty twenty. Fifty of the sixty. Two twenty six average. Uh, four home runs, eleven RBIs, three steals. I could see why Cash went after this guy. 2021, 103 games, 16 home runs, okay. nine steals, 267 average. Maybe he's maybe he's getting better. This year, 256 average. He has five home runs and 15 steals. All right, speed guy. He could steal a bag. So, you know, maybe uh, he maybe he should be on the bench. Man. Average speed guy. I don't see this guy starting for the Yankees in the playoff game. So Oswaldo and Wright, judge and center. Yeah. 28 years old from Bronxville, New York. All right. Uh, maybe it won't be so bad. Hometown kid <laughs> makes good. Uh, well, this is what you see. This is all right. Fine. You want to say Bader's in uh, on the bench. What I'm doing is late in games. I'm moving judge over to right. Yeah, Bader in center. Yeah, and I'm moving Oswaldo to short for IKF. Fair enough. I don't want to pick on IKF. I'm just saying I like his bat. It's just you don't trust I could, him. I could, I could see him killing us defensively. You don't trust. And you saw you saw the jump throw the kid made. Like he just. Oh uh, yeah. And he's like their backup shortstop. You know he's their backup like everything down in the AAA. Yeah, jack of all tricks. You, you kind of see it with them, man. You really do. And I, you know, that's just it. Just happens. New kid comes up. You get, you know, you, you get that new car smell. You fall in love with the kid. It just comes. It's just going to come down to if he can hit. Yeah, he's got a pretty he, sweet swing. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's going to hit, but he's got a pretty sweet swing from the left side at least. If he can't hit, then you know you may see him. You know, get sent down to the minors at some point next year. Like. He's going to be a little bit more expendable, but I, I have, think if he could hit a little bit, he could stay. If Peraza and Volpe, like, I mean, did you guys, see the rumor trade that uh, that I think they said Cashman turned it down? No, what was it? So you know Pablo Lopez on the Marlins. Yeah, it was him and Miguel Rojas, who's a shortstop, mm-hmm. for Glaber and uh, Peraza. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know enough about either of those Marlins players. But I don't like Glaber, but I got to turn that shit down. Yeah, it doesn't see. It seems like underpaying for Glaber. Like Pablo Lopez is one of those names that you get closer to the deadline and you just start hearing it, and it's like, yeah. why am I hearing that name? Yeah, because he, yeah. he. I looked at his numbers. He has a three six six ERA in Miami. It's like, okay, like are we that? 
Are we just that starved for pitching around the deadline that, like, you just talk yourselves into the Frankie Montas? Sorry, the ricochet shot of Frankie just pitched well the other night. But you just talk yourself into, like, the uh, Frankie yeah. Montas of the world and the Pablo Lopez's. Are you um? Do you feel good about, about the the pitching staff? A little better about uh, Herman and Montas after their performances. Like the Montas showing anything, kind of wiggling out of trouble a couple of times, and then Herman showing anything, kind of coming out and pitching his best game against Scherzer. Herman, like for some reason, I like Herman's upside. It's just like he's such a wild. Yeah, well, you know, he can, go, he can go out there and get he will. You know what it is? He won 18 games that year, yeah, 19. And then he got caught like beating his girlfriend up, like in front of yeah. major league officials, like something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, um, he was there, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like the Yankees made it sound like we would love to have swept this under the rug, but like he backhanded his girlfriend in front of you know 18 different like high ranking yeah. like Joe the night if it there, was like the, yeah. yeah Joe Torrey was there everyone, <laughs> Willie Mays was in a wheelchair like he saw it <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right well and frozen head was there right like you did what you could we tried to get around it but yeah. um oh yeah so I I like Domingo's upside I just you can't trust the Montas I just it's four starts. I want to wait and see. I don't yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a, it, hey, oh, you know what bothers me when they talk about him? It's fucking on the Yankee broadcast, man. And you hear this shit too. Like, I don't know how this starts. I don't know how this shit starts, man. But you're like, anyone you hear that knows Frankie Montas and has been around him tells you if he fails here, it's not going to be because he was scared of the moment. This guy is tougher than nails. So you're basically telling me when he fails that he just sucks. He sucks balls. <laughs> yeah. So like when he like hangs a curveball, he gives up five runs to the Jays. You know, you're telling me that he just stinks and isn't yeah. that good. Well, he wasn't scared to hang a curveball. Right. If he was scared to hang a curveball, maybe he'd have bounced it and the guy would have chased it. He would have struck out. I hate that. That's that's fucking dumb Yankee propaganda. Any guy that comes here, oh, he's t- you know this guy is not going to be scared of the bright lights. Well, <laughs> a lot of them happen to be. A lot of them are. You know, I would have loved to have known this about Joey Gallo and Sonny Gray and Javi Vasquez. You know, and Jarrett yeah. Wright. And I'll just keep going on and on. Yeah. I would have loved to have known that, but you know, it, you know, you don't know until they get here. Herman kind of reminds me of. Uh... Severino early on, where he was kind of an enigma, didn't quite know what he was, and then he be, kind of became good. Like we kind of watched him get good, and then of yeah. course, you no, know, then of course he wasn't as good in the playoffs. But um, he kind of reminds me of that, and I kind of feel like he has a potential to kind of build each start to a point where we could almost we can never trust him until he actually does it in the playoffs. But we can I mean, almost, it, almost yeah. feel more comfortable with him pitching in the playoffs. I mean, this is what it comes down to. Assuming Nestor's injury isn't bad and he comes back, you're getting Cole and Nestor mm-hmm. in the first two games. Whatever order you want to put them in, whatever. You could, it's going to be Cole one, but you could talk me into Nestor one. Mm-hmm. Um, but put that aside. And then, like, the, the next two games, I mean, one of those guys probably coming back on short rest in game four if, there's a, if you're down 2-1. But let's, for the sake of it, try and round out the rotation at four. Mm-hmm. The next two spots are just up for grabs in my mind. Yeah. And that's I why yeah. I didn't want to trade Montgomery because, like, I thought Montgomery was definitely a candidate yeah. for a game three, game four. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Even when Montas, where people were like talking about like Frankie Montas, he's going to be your number two. It's like he has (laughs) worse numbers in Oakland than Nestor Cortez has in New York. So how is he? How are you putting that guy ahead of Cortez? That makes no (laughs) fucking sense at all. Oakland's got this gigantic park. Yeah, he's got worse numbers than Nestor. He's pitching in a bandbox. How does? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't get some of the things I hear out yeah. of people's mouths. Same thing. Brand new toy coming out of Oakland. Like you want to just make you an elevator for some reason. When you yeah. had, you've had a number two in front of you the entire season. Yeah. And so really, like, really good number two. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're playing Severino as one of those games. But I mean, I gotta see Severino pitch. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, again, you can't just you can't just have these guys come out of come out of their hole that, that they've been in and, and play. That's the Yankee way nowadays, man. Phantom ILs, like, and then we'll just yeah. dust you off, and we'll see you in October. Yeah, it just doesn't work like that. They're humans. You got to play. You got to reps. That's that's why the team that's rested is not always better than the team that's been grinding it out for a week. So yeah. you know, you get a you get a bye week. The team might play the week before is always kind of comes out a little hungry, a little more ready, and you got a little rust on you because you're not getting your reps. It happens in every fucking sport. You get a yeah. team, you get a team that sweeps in hockey. You get a team that sweeps the first round, and he goes and they play a team that just went seven and finished two days ago. The team yeah. that just went seven is coming out. They're scoring first. They're scoring within like three minutes, almost guaranteed. Yeah. Put money on it. Yeah, that does that does scare me a little bit about this format. Not just because the Yankees are probably going to have a buy if they win this division, but you know the way it's rest, set up. We rest in our laurels, man, more than anybody. The way it's set up, the season ends on a Wednesday this year, and then the next the the Yankees won't have to play again until Tuesday. That is a lot of time off in baseball. And then the the, the the through the the well, I don't know what you would call it, the first round. I guess that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. which is cool from a viewer standpoint. Um, but those teams are going to be like. It's like a regular weekend series, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, day off, Monday, Tuesday. So they're going to just be in more of a rhythm. You kind of yeah. hope their bullpen and their starting pitching is shot by the time they get to Tuesday. That's the plan. That's the key is the bullpen gets, gets wrecked a little bit, yeah. And the rotation will – because they'll probably have to pitch their ace on Friday, yeah. which means they won't be available until game two, Yeah, you would think. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I don't like the format. It's too, yeah. it's too many teams, and I just don't like – I don't know. I don't like it. From a viewer standpoint, it'll be cool. You for get, that weekend, yeah, for that weekend, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, baseball. Yeah. Like, it's going to be all, like four games a day. That's awesome. Yeah. Stacked. Yeah. Like God, March must Madness win. style. Mm-hmm. Yep, must win. Oh, yeah, have must win feel to it, sure. Sunday will be, um, Sunday, Sunday will be great. Oh yeah, because you you hopefully get like one or two, maybe you know who knows, maybe all four, like be amazing, yeah. do or die games. Yep, amazing. Um, yeah, it's good. It's got good entertainment, good TV, but which is all they care about: yeah. money and entertainment yeah. in that order. Yeah, and yeah, and entertainment is a distant <laughs> second. Yeah, distant second, and that's what we're getting. Yeah. All right. Well, we are feeling a little better, and the Yanks are up four five nothing. As as we got to start wrapping up here, but uh, yeah, so things are starting to look up. Hopefully, the West Coast treats them good and they'll come back uh, a little stronger. Feeling a little better about this team, but yeah, the problems remain. The reasons they got themselves in that slump still remain. So uh, we'll see if I'm not getting crazy. Everybody coming out 
pumped up beating the Mets. I don't get excited beating the Mets. I don't. Sorry, you're supposed to beat the Mets. Yes. As I have a, I have a kid at my at my job, he's twenty something, and we have a, my boss is a Mets fan, and he's talking shit to him. I'm like, don't you miss the days when Yankees fans just acted fucking cool about it because we're supposed to beat you guys? Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like not a big deal. Like, beat the Mets. Yes, right. Death taxes being the Mets, you know. I was so down on the team, even after Sunday's win, that I was hoping for rain on Monday. I saw the weather was supposed to be bad, and I was like, "Let's take the rain out, just regroup for another uh, day." You know, I'm, I like that they showed up and they, and they and they gave Max a run, and they 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 gave Max a, a, as good a game as you can give him. You know, that's really yeah. There he is chasing win number two hundred or something, and uh, it, it, and I'm sure he'd love to do it at Yankee Stadium, but ah, get out of here. We're you know take care of business. I'm glad that's that shows a little bit of toughness that we didn't see, and they won a couple of games that they hadn't won in like I felt like months. So those are games that yeah. they've, they've lost recently. He's those going. He's gonna end up getting it on Sunday, Scherzer, in against Colorado. My father actually called me because he's going to the game. So I'm mm. with like a bunch of work guys. Mm-hmm. He asked me to go, and I was like, eh, I don't want to. You get a sweet. <laughs> I don't know if it's a suite or not, but I just like Queens on a Sunday driving traffic. And I was just like, eh. it would be cool to watch Scherzer. But then I, I thought about all the other things like traffic on the way back from the game at like five o'clock. And I was like, yeah, you're not driving. Sure. He, 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 no, he is driving. I think. No, you're, oh. not, you're not driving. It's still, I mean, what was sitting, you think sitting in traffic, it's not any better to pass your seat. You put on the po- put on the post game, and uh, you know, look at the window. Yeah, I don't know something about that city traffic. Like on that time on a Sunday, just Aaron. I got to pass. He was talking about leaving the game early anyway. Oh well, that's uh... <laughs> Scherzer. I got to watch Scherzer get his two hundred. Oh, yeah, know. yeah, you got to watch history. <laughs> All right. So I'll uh, watch it from my couch. We're probably not even watching, but I'll hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else for the week, or are we good for? Uh, I think we're good. All I think right. we're good. Last All show right. of August. Yeah, good to be back here on in the podcast world. Going out to Spotify and Stitcher and where the fuck else we go. Um. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back here. Rest of the football season. This is the, this is the beginning. It's not. It's not the end of something. It's the beginning of something. Right. Right. We'll be back. We'll send you into Labor Day with a uh, with a bear and a smile. Absolutely. Yeah. We will be some optimism. It. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you as always for spending time with us here on Sunday. Paul, we'll be back here next week, and then shortly thereafter with two two a week. Um, until two a day. Then, two weeks. Until then, we'll take care of yourself. We'll talk to you. Yeah. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening.